A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. If you haven't had a chance yet to sign up for my newsletter, head over to dramyrobbins.com. You will get all kinds of goodies every Thursday in your email box to help you connect and also stay grounded. So I'm super excited today to welcome Laura Powers to the show. Laura is a celebrity psychic who has been featured by Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy podcast, BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Motherboard Magazine by Vice, and many other media outlets. She is a clairvoyant, psychic medium, writer, actress, model, producer, and creative entrepreneur. Ever since she was a child, Laura has seen and sensed ghosts and spirits, and she has learned how to manage those experiences using this ability to connect with the angelic and other realms. She now uses her experience communicating with angels, spirits, and other energy beings to help her clients better understand and change their lives. Laura is the author of eight books, and her newest spiritual book, Archangels and Ascended Masters, is out now. Welcome, Laura. Hi, quick little announcement. If you are interested in my program that's coming up, it will be, I think I'm going to release it around January or February, um, hoping for January. It's going to be about a 10 to 12 week program. I will be doing live workshops as well as live coaching. You'll have the opportunity to also learn from some experts that I will be bringing in. 
around the concept of past lives and soul contracts, and we'll also be helping you really figure out a way to make sure that you are tapping into your essence and living your life backwards. So if you want to uh, click on that in my show notes, you'll be added to the wait list. You'll be the first to find out uh, when the program is launching and be able to sign up there. Um, And I think that's just about it for today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So let's get started. First, I want to dedicate this podcast to my book club, who is super Mm. curious about all of this. So (laughs) I'm excited to, I I pulled in some of their questions as well as mine. So can you talk a little bit about where archangels come from? Because they seem to come out of religious texts, but can you kind of elaborate on that for us? Yeah, so I think a lot of people as a whole tend to think of angels as religious beings. And I I certainly understand that because most of the places where angels are talked about are religious texts of one form or another. So angels are talked about and described in, you know, Judaism, in Islam, in Christianity, Catholicism. But I feel like this is simply because they are, these religions are reflecting that angels are there. And so they're talked about as being a significant thing. And that includes archangels. And archangels are just a, simply a, a special type of angel. And if you look at angelology or the study of angels, there's what's called the hierarchy of angels, where various individuals over time have basically categorized angels and their types and you know what they focus on. And an archangel, I think you could simply think of as a very powerful type of angel that works on kind of a bigger scale of things, but still to do with human affairs. Because there are some angels that don't even work with humans because they are working on bigger kind of galactic planetary (laughs) things than we are. So in terms of, from our perspective, an archangel is a very powerful angel that we can still connect to and relate with, but is going to help us. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. so there, so there are how many archangels? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I mean, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important to understand that we just know sometimes like this little bit of like a giant picture. And I've been shown that there's, you know, maybe say 12 archangels that are probably more familiar with most people that study angels, but there's actually so many more. And I think those are just the ones that have kind of reached out to us and that we're more familiar with in terms of those who study that particular realm. But I feel like there's actually a lot more than that. And that's just, again, this little bit of like the giant picture that we're seeing. Okay. So there's sort of the angels. Can you talk a little bit about the archangels that we know about? I mean, I know there's Michael, Metatron, Gabriel, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Michael is is probably, I think, the most famous angel um, in sort of mainstream. He's the protector, helps with clearing fear. Uh, there's Archangel Raphael. He's talked about in apoc- apocryphal texts in particular. So he's an angel that has to do with traveling, with clearing dark energy, with manifesting love, with healing. He's a really funny angel. He's a wonderful angel to call on if you feel a little levity in your life. <laughs> Uh, then, yeah, Gabriel is another one that's very well known. He's described in, in Catholic texts in particular. He's also talked about in Islam quite a bit. And he's the, I think of like the messenger angel. So the one who's really has to do with communication, writing, speaking, 
Archangel Metatron, he's again also discussed in apocryphal texts in the Catholic canon. He has to do with past lives, the records of our lives as a soul, the Akashic records, mm-hmm. uh, lots of like deep healing and things that people are working on that have to do with multiple lifetimes. And I'm sure a lot of what you end up dealing with with your work has to do with these kind of deep things. And so I'm sure that Archangel Metatron works with you. But there's other ones that maybe are not as familiar unless you're really into angels and learn more about that. Archangel Jophiel is one of my favorites. Her name means beauty of light. She's a real feminine energy angel. She helps us bringing in beauty and love and light. There's Archangel Aquariel. He has to do with our own inner truth um, associated with, you know, the color aqua and the ocean, dolphins, peacocks. The, there's so many, actually. Jeremiel has to do with relationships. Azrael, the angel of death and transitions. I could go on and on. There's many. And my book, Archangels and Ascended Masters, if you want to learn more about at least the ones that are more familiar to people, um, that is 33 uh, beings and 22 of them are angels. So th- there's, you know, you can learn a lot about the angels, what they represent, like what they're known for in an invocation as well as um, how to work with them and how to know they're around. So when you are doing a reading, do you call on the angels to help you or do they come in based on what the person is dealing with to show you sort of this person is working around issues of, let's say, death? And so Archangel, I forgot which one you said. Azrael. Azrael shows up and then you know, okay, this archangel is the one and he's showing up because this person has maybe some unresolved issues with death or things along those lines. Yeah, I think it's a, it's really a combination of those things. So there are certain angels that I always call on during uh, a session just to make sure it's a safe space and to make sure that I have a, the spirit team there. So Archangel Michael is one that I'm always going to call on because he's great for protection and psychic work. Um, Ariel, Haniel, those are also both for, good for psychic work. Raphael, I call in regularly. Jophiel, I call in regularly. And then also, depending on whatever is the topic that's coming up, like, so for example, if someone's reached out to me and we're doing mediumship, I'll definitely call on Azrael. Um, so I think it's a combination of me doing that invocation, inviting those particular angels and spirit guides to the table, and then also just seeing who comes in. Because obviously, I'm, you know, clairvoyant, I'm psychic. So when I open up the psychic space and a particular angel or being may step forward. And I'm like, okay, that person is that person's spirit is here for you. And it's clear to me that they're going to be a part of this work that we're doing. So it's really a combination of all those. And when, can you just explain to people when the angels come in, what is your experience of that? Yeah, it really depends. This is the other thing that's fascinating about psychic work is it's not the same every time. So it's it's fascinating to me. It's not something I completely understand in terms of why that is. I think it's a combination of things. I think some of it's my space and what's happening. I think it's the the being that's coming in and how they're presenting themselves. Also, the person I'm reading for has their energy and how they receive information. And I think it's this co-mingling of of factors that lead to that. But I am very visual as a whole, so I frequently will see an image. I'm claircognizant where I'll just know certain things. So I'll just know, okay, Michael's here. Sometimes I see the colors. Sometimes I see them like an image of them being presented. Sometimes I hear the name or the word, uh, feelings in my body. It's, it's a real uh, combination of all of those. And 
how I know you talked a little bit about invocation. How can we call on them? Are they do they just show up for us? Or do we have to really invite them in? Or are they always ready to help? How does that all work? Yeah, so the, I think that angels are there for us all the time, but we can very much like we do in the physical and be like, hey, can you help me? You can call on them and <laughs> invite them into our space. And and the thing is, a lot of times angels will be there kind of giving us emotional or energetic support, unconditional love. But until we sort of invite them to the table or invite them in, they're not really able or they they're not allowed to intervene and so this is where the idea of prayer and repeated prayer and things like that is very important because you can have angels and spirit guides that are around you giving you kind of love and support but they're not necessarily going to be actively doing things to shift and change for you and another way to think about this is you know nice nice people wait to be asked right they they wait to be asked in to participate to contribute and not nice people don't so like an angel they're like do you want me to help okay when you ask me i'm totally going to be there but i'm not going to insert myself where i'm not wanted Hmm. that's kind of how they they are operating whereas like a not nice person just be like i'm going to break in steal your house i don't care how you feel (laughs) so this is where the the prayer piece is very important and i think also a lot of people misunderstand they're like i don't want to bother them or you know i don't want to ask too much and it's like it doesn't work that way because angels aren't limited by time and space physical reality and the way that we are so they can help an uh, infinite number of people at the same time in different places and that those ideas of like asking too much those are our own and have nothing to do with their capabilities Mm -hmm. so because we have free will we also can change our mind that also means we need to keep asking because we can't you know say michael protect me from here on indefinitely because we can choose in every moment our experience and there's a beauty of that but it also means that this kind of constant recurring prayer and asking for help and support is very, very important and powerful. Well, and I think too, I'm assuming that this applies with angels as well, is that if it's not, this is, I think, where people struggle. If it's not for their highest and best good, then it might go against what they think they need, even though they're being protected or right. Is that accurate? That will definitely happen. So one of the things I'll frequently ask for is please, angels, please help me with this, whatever it is that I'm asking for or better, because maybe there's, there's something that's better or there's something to go through that I don't understand. Like, for example, in my case, during the recession, that's when I had a, a big kind of major course correction, I think, in my life. And I had been living my life very analytically, very logically. I worked in government and politics, guys. Like, you, you get about it. That's about <laughs> as far away from being a psychic as you can get. And and then the recession hit and I, I you know, my contract position ended and I couldn't find other work. And I that was at the point where I had this kind of spiritual waking and I started, you know, connecting with angels and started taking psychic classes And at that point in my life, based on my mindset and what I knew, I was like, I just need another job in politics. Like, I just need that this is what I want. And it just wasn't coming up. And and I kept asking for help. And then what I realized was that they wanted me to go into this new area. And now I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, I'm so glad to be out of politics right now. But that was all I knew. That was my context. So I think that can happen. And if that's happening in your life, you feel like you're kind of hitting a brick road and you're like a brick wall, excuse me, and you're can't, you know, make progress to just have that intuitive conversation with yourself, check in, ask for signs and messages to kind of get you realigned on track where, where you're, you know, asking for things that are actually what's more aligned for you on a deeper level and, and your soul. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. And so when they're giving us messages, how do we sort of take those messages and apply them? Well, I think it's a it's a learning curve and process, first of all. So just first of all, paying attention is the first thing. Paying attention, you know, what are the signs and messages you're receiving and intuitively, what are the signs and messages you're receiving in the world? Because we're constantly being given messages through the world and our experience with the world, books we hear about, people that we're connecting with, things we see, bumper stickers, number, you know, there's all these license avenues. Plates is my license plates, exactly. Tool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Receipt numbers, email inbox. There's so many different ways that we're getting messages, and most people don't know to to look at those signs. So I think the first thing is to pay attention and start to decode. And if you don't understand a message that you're getting, ask for clarification. Or even if you think you know, you can still say, can you please confirm this? And, and I've had so many examples that were so hilariously specific. Like it just made me laugh. Like one time I felt like I was getting the message to raise my prices. And this is when I was still fairly early on in my business. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't an ego about it. So I asked the angels, please send me a sign that is very clear that I can't misunderstand. And I was driving home from Denver at that point, got home um, to my place, which was in Lafayette, Colorado at the time. And in my mailbox was a business magazine and the cover article headline was 10 reasons why you should raise your prices. And the magazine was addressed to me. I had never ordered it. I'd never heard about it before that point. And inside the article said 10 reasons why. It was like, thank you. That is very clear. <laughs> you know, right. Doesn't get much clearer than that. And yeah, then so how do you how do you explain? I think people ask this question a lot. And so it's like, how do you explain all of that? How does it all come together in that way? I think that the world is basically energy and the angels and our spirit guides can really tap into these different frequencies and send us messages through these different frequencies and angels in particular can manipulate physical matter. So there's all kinds of things where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like they've literally just created this thing. I, uh, they'll also communicate with us in things that we find and see. So feathers would be a common sign from angels where we just find feathers in unusual places and unusual ways. And I've had a couple of examples of that. So I was living at my place and this was in Denver at the time. And Raphael was one of those angels that was really reaching out to me a lot. And I was working a lot on personal healing as well as manifesting and, and making some shifts in my life. And like in my bathroom showed up this bright green feather, like bright green. And there were, there were no anything with feathers around. Right. You weren't wearing like a boa. No, exactly. It wasn't like, you know, the bathroom was on a second floor window. So it could have blown in, but like where would have come? Even that would have been unlikely. And it just showed up, you know, that was one example. And then another time I was in a meeting and this was for a film and television meetup. And I was definitely guided to get into film and television to expand messages about my work. So I was at this meetup for film and television and I looked up and it was like halfway through this meeting. So let's say 40 minutes into this meeting and from the ceiling is a tiny feather floating down. There's no, there's not a vent there. There's no windows. This is, you know, and it's also in winter. So the windows aren't open. It's like this feather just manifested like out of nowhere <laughs> in the middle, you know, from the ceiling floating down, you know, things like that will happen. Uh, they can create that physical reality, that matter. And so let's, I want to just switch topics to the other thing you talk about in your book, which is Ascended Masters. Sure. Um, I've not, I've talked a little bit about angels and archangels. I've not talked about Ascended Masters at all on this show. So what is an Ascended Master? 
Ascended Master is a spiritual being who has incarnated, who's been incarnated, and they could have ascended and basically not dealt with human affairs, but they are still helping us. So they're helping us from the spiritual perspective and spiritual plane. They're very evolved. They're different from angels in the sense that they are not an angel. An angel is a particular type of being. An angel can incarnate, but it's not their sort of typical process. And they have all different backgrounds. So you could think of like Buddhas and um ascended master you know some people would say jesus is an ascended master uh many different uh people in history from multiple different like backgrounds uh but usually they are known they have a very high vibration and still a spiritual purpose to teach and to share so is an so is an ascended master here in human form or on the other side I would say on the other side, although I think that possibly they may incarnate or have moments of an incarnation, but it's that's not their their main thing. That basically they don't have to incarnate anymore, and so they they don't unless maybe for whatever reason they decide to to do that. But my understanding is generally they don't. They're on the other side, and they're choosing to still help as a teacher and guide for us that are incarnated. And what constitutes an ascended master? Like what are sort of the levels that one would need to go through to become? Yeah, I mean, this is, by the way, this is a human term in reference and it's not like there's like these criteria. <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> not like college where like, okay, you did this, then you did this. But right. it's more just this label that we have for a very spiritually evolved being who is helping us from the spiritual realm. Gotcha. So we have many different spirit guides at any point, but a lot of times they may have something to teach us, but they not be at that same level of knowledge and evolution as an ascended master. So one of the things that I want to point out here is that, and from what I think I'm hearing from you, is that an ascended master is a light being. They're working in light and love. Oh, yes. Right. Definitely. And so Definitely. they're not going to be working in darkness to bring light. They're working in light. Yes, definitely. Because mm -hmm. I yeah, think, I, go ahead. I, so it's just so funny as you're talking about this, because you mentioned me, the light comes in at a certain point and you look like you're heavenly or something. And it's funny because right as we're talking about this, the light is coming in <laughs> and it has this, there's this like kind of rainbow cast right? to you. Yeah. Like my halo, it's my halo that yeah. comes in every, but, every day at 4.30ish. But I think it's not a coincidence that we're talking about this at this exact moment when that light did that. <laughs> it's so funny. And we scheduled this before you know, things shifted and the, the sun moved and all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how do you see the role of all of these beings in our current situation and the transformation we're in right now? Well, I think we're in an incredible time of shift and transformation. And I know for many people, this has been a very challenging year. You know, as we're recording this, we're in 2020. We've had the pandemic, a lot of societal changes, political challenges. And the message I've gotten is that we are on the verge of some pretty major spiritual breakthroughs and growth opportunities. But a lot of times when we're going through that, it can feel quite intense. So in my case, my own personal situation of this was during the recession. That's when, you know, my marriage fell apart. I, I no longer was able to work in the sector that I'd been working. I was having some health challenges, you know, so every aspect of my life was at that time felt like 
and total disarray. But the truth was that all the things that had fallen apart were things that needed to fall apart for me to have a better life. So I feel that's what's happening to us collectively and on a much bigger level is all these things that are out of alignment for us that aren't good for us in the future are just being like, it's like a boulder is being like, nope, we're going to rail, you know, tear that all down. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is not easy. I just, I, please be clear. I have a lot of compassion for everyone who is going through that on varying levels right now. But if you're feeling like all these things that are being torn, torn, torn away, excuse me, then that is because there is something better coming for you. And I think what's happening is that there's a lot of old vibrational energies, um, old karmic patterns, things like that, that are really coming up for healing, clearing and releasing right now. And it's just such a mass kind of learning, shifting experience happening that it, it's very intense for all of us, whether or not we're going through that big shifting learning process individually, because you know we're all a collective, we're all sharing this experience together. And so are the, are the spiritual beings on the other side helping how are they helping us in all of this you know it well, seems like some yeah. people are really maybe being helped by it and others maybe not so much being helped by it um I think everyone's being helped by it, but some people are more open to this than others and again there might be some things that we perceive to quote unquote be a bad thing when it's actually is a help for this kind of realignment and the more we fight something the harder it gets so you know, first we get a message that's an intuitive guided message and it's like a little whisper in the ear and then it gets to be louder. And before long, it's like, you feel like you're being hit in the face by a two by four. <laughs> so mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like this gradual. And then, and then when we don't listen to something that it is again for our good, that's when we feel kind of railroaded and shocked. And, and this is part of the realignment that's happening is that we've been living in a very analytical kind of male old system worlds mm -hmm. and, and those patterns are no longer going to be serving people moving forward into this new vibration and this new energy and so if you've been operating in that way and boy is there is there a place that's more oriented to that way than politics my goodness right um, <laughs> you it's stopped, so <laughs> you stepped from one extreme to the other yeah, but also because my particular energy was not aligned with that, it got really intense for me. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of these things are coming up in politics as a whole right now, but I was feeling that like whatever that was 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And and so if we can just kind of lean in, understand, okay, what is it that I'm being guided to acknowledge, shift, or recognize? And what am, be, am I being guided to change from whatever isn't working in my life? Then things go so much smooth, smoother and more easily. Like in my case, I was really guided to step into the psychic work and operate through that intuitive, empathic feeling aspect faster. But again, coming from this political lens, government, it was a challenge for me and I kind of fought it. So I know now if I hadn't fought it so much, it would have been so much easier, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, I resisted and I fought and it's, it's very natural in a way. It's kind of like this ego death that you go through, but if you can just lean into the things that are being guided for you versus fighting it, it will go much more easily. And then how do you know if you're, when you're resisting it, that it's still, the right thing for you versus you're not in alignment? Like, how do you differentiate those two? Well, what if it was paid attention to the messages that you're getting literally from 
you know, the world, the things that are being presented to you. Uh, and I think this is a, a nuanced thing. And with practice, you can learn to tune in and feel, okay, is this, is this something that maybe just doesn't feel good in the moment, but if I move through it later, it'll feel good? Or is this something where it's just like, I'm just being guided to release this thing? And it is it is hard because a lot of times we're, we're guided to step into things that feel very uncomfortable for us in the beginning. And unfortunately, I think we're programmed to avoid anything that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, we just literally can't grow. Like you literally can't learn to walk without falling down a bunch of times. Just the way that it works. <laughs> yeah. Watch a and little it, kid learning. Yeah, to walk. exactly. They fall, happens. they scrape their knee, they just get back up and try to like, like that is how we learn. That is how we shift. And so if we can, if we can shift from trying to avoid that discomfort to just kind of sitting with it, seeing what is that that's telling me and also just projecting forward, is this a permanent thing? Like a lot of these things are just short-term feelings, provide short-term feelings of discomfort, but then it'll be clear later that there'll be um, benefits to us. Um, Like I'm feeling like right now, a lot of people are being guided to speak, teach, grow, launch businesses, and that feels really uncomfortable in the short term. Are you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I just get these psychic channel right. messages. <laughs> I think it's for you and a bunch of people. And same thing for me. I I had had jobs my whole life, right? This was, I was not in an entrepreneurial family. Like this didn't feel like something that felt comfortable. It felt very uncomfortable, but it just was such a strong guided message. And, and then the more that you do it, the more you learn to listen, the easier it gets. So like, if I get a guided message now, it's much easier for me to listen because I have that track record of like, okay, when I didn't listen, this happened. And when I did listen, this got so much easier. And so, you know, that can happen for all of us too, over time, just this kind of ease, more easy flowing into these changes that are being suggested. And when someone, when you, you said, just listen to your messages, and I hear a lot from my listeners, I'm not getting messages. I'm always like, you probably are. Yeah. You I think, just might not be seeing them in the way that you want to see them. What would you say to that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that they're definitely getting messages. Uh, so we all are. It's just a matter of paying attention and decoding those messages. So the angels communicate with us with numbers, with, you know, feathers that we find, with overheard conversations, with things that come on on the radio, with things that show up in our email inbox, like all of these tools are ways that we receive message information. What happens a lot of times is we are maybe prescriptive and like it should come in in this one way or something. And it's important to just really be open and also sit with how do things feel in my body. And, and let's say if something feels uncomfortable, then the asking the question, why does this feel uncomfortable? If I'm being guided to write something, write a book or start a business, and then my throat feels blocked up, um, what is being held? It's probably fear. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can learn to release that fear because if we're operating intuitively, we can be really protected from a lot of things that are dangerous. And a lot of times when people have past life traumas, it'll keep us from trying to repeat those patterns. But a lot of times what we're being guided to do is do that, but in a slightly different way so that it's safe. And then we're not damaging ourselves because for example, you'll have someone where they have, let's say a past life trauma and they maybe wrote a book or were speaking out and then they got imprisoned or martyred or something. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't speak. I can't use my voice. I just need to be small. Uh, and that's not the message that they're really meant to learn with the, the message they're meant to learn is use your intuition 
use your voice, but do it in a way that's safe for you, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the intuition and strengthening your intuition, not using your voice. We are all being guided to use our voice more. We just sometimes have to listen and pay attention to in which way is going to be the most impactful and still safe for us as well. Well, and I think to your point, the more you practice, the more you start to rep- to to recognize the subtle shifts in energy because that's really what we're talking about is that it's subtle and so you can't know it until you've really practiced it for a long period of time to start to differentiate yeah it's a it's about pattern recognition and kind of paying attention and the other piece that i think i'm getting is really important to tell people is when you're clearing out some kind of energetic emotional or spiritual block you can literally feel very uncomfortable in the moment. So one of the mechanisms that's happening, let's say you have a a block in your energy field and you're doing something that's going to actually shift that energy to a much lighter, brighter, more empowered place. It, that energy has to come out. It's kind of like the spiritual purging that happens. I think if you've ingested some toxins and then, you know, you're trying to heal and clear you know, sometimes you got to vomit. That's just the way that it works. Mm-hmm. Does it feel pleasant? Hell no. It's just horrible no. feeling. Right. <laughs> so that's up, what not it, so good. <laughs> that's what starts to happen. Sometimes people are like, oh my God, I don't want to vomit. I just need to just do whatever it is to just stay in that comfort. But you're then not fully healing. You're just in this kind of permanent kind of blah phase, you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't vomit, but then I also don't feel better. I just feel like, Ugh. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think we've all had that experience of, doing something that we want to do, but it brings up this feeling of like where we almost feel sick to our stomach. Have you ever had that feeling? Mm -hmm. Whether that's speaking in front of people or whatever. And that is literally because that's what's happening. That energy that is not in alignment with that new thing you want to do is coming out for clearing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so really paying attention, and this is why it's so important to be what I say is conscious, mindful, aware, whatever it is is because you can't you can't tap into these pieces if you aren't paying attention. Yeah, and also the importance of, you know, what are the goals and visions that you have asking for help with those and then you'll start to get signs and messages to how to make those into being. And sometimes what happens though is we get the message where we're like, yeah, no. I don't want that. <laughs> right. Wrong message, wrong person. <laughs> they're like, I, I want, I want a good living. I wanted this lifestyle. And they're like, okay, here, write this book. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it, this is one of the things that's important for us to understand is sometimes there are goals and things that we want. And we think we can just kind of jump to that. And there are these steps in between that our angels and spirit guides are like, this is so that you can have that goal that you're asking for help with. And sometimes there's a disconnect for people. They don't understand that maybe it's because we're holding on to that fear until we face and release that fear. We can't vibrationally have that amazing thing that we want mm-hmm. or that our path to abundance is maybe through this work that is writing the book or starting the business or whatever. And, you know, we may think it's going to be through this other route. Like when I first started all this, I was like, okay, just give me another job in politics. And I just kept applying for jobs in politics. And like, of course the jobs weren't manifesting and I was so frustrated, but now I was like, oh, I have such a better lifestyle and a business, you know, multiple um, six-figure business and just love my life. I create the 
the schedule that I want and all of that. And that I just wasn't, that's not where my path was going in mm-hmm. my current trajectory. So mm-hmm. that was all I knew. So that's where I was kind of projecting opportunities. So that'll happen a lot where, you know, ask for help. And then you have to really trust the the messages that are coming in because you don't have the whole picture, even though you think you might. <laughs> right. And so what, it, what do you think would have happened if you kept pushing the politics route? Oh my gosh. Literally, I think I... I probably would have gotten cancer and mm-hmm. gotten really sick or maybe even passed away. And I'm not joking. I was quite sick when I started all this. I mean, I think it was already starting um, for me was just this, this illness and basically just my body was kind of going downhill. And one of the things is our body is communicating with us all the time. Right. Our body is trying to give us messages about what we need, what's aligned for us and what isn't. And I just wasn't listening. So uh, I think that's what would have happened. I just basically, I was in this kind of downward spiral. And if I hadn't had this shift to realign myself, then I think that downward spiral would have continued. And to be honest, I'm not sure I would currently be here right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so powerful to just think about how, I mean, when we talk about mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul, how everything comes together. That's a perfect example of of how. Yeah, it is so powerful. And and just to give people a sense, like I was I was sick. I was really not doing well. Um, I had always been like a fairly thin, athletic person. I had gained weight. I couldn't I couldn't seem to lose it. Like I had gained fifty pounds, and I was on sleeping pills and diagnosed as depressed. And um, you know, had some other health issues that I was later able to get diagnosis for, but. I just was really struggling in all areas and having been generally a kind of healthy person. I just was like, what is going on? And I did make some pretty significant physical changes, but my biggest health shift occurred when I, I left my, my marriage at the time. I got out of that kind of toxic situation. I started checking in with angels, inviting them to my life. So I did make physical changes, but the first and most profound changes that I had were actually not physical at all. They were about making these energetic realignments for myself that Mm -hmm. put me back on track. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the energetic realignments, it sounds like were showing up in the the way that you made those energetic realignments was to let go of some of the physical experiences that were not aligned with absolutely with your Mm -hmm. soul or your your purpose your essence absolutely and I think again that's happening for a lot of people right now with things that aren't aligned coming up and it, again, it might feel like you're getting hit by a two by four or something, just feel like things coming up and it's just kind of a shock. And, and that's certainly what it was like for me at the time. And if we can step in and look at it from, okay, from a spiritual perspective, like what is it that I'm being guided to learn and shift here? And actually I went to a, a counselor that really helped me at the time. So I was going through this divorce and basically I learned some things about my relationship and my marriage that came as a real shock to me at the time. And I think I was very much in that moment in this kind of victim mindset about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was victimized in a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were things that happened to me that I wouldn't want a wish on, on anyone. But I went to this counselor and he said to me, Laura, I feel like you're very intuitive. There must have been something that you've noticed or felt about this situation. And it was really helpful. It was a real check for me. Like, you know, mm. I need to take that responsibility for my own intuition, for seeing the things that, you know, aren't being presented to me, but are still there. And he recommended a book, which I'm getting to share too, which is 
about by an author called Dr. Judith Orloff. Are you familiar with her work? The name sounds fam very familiar. What's, yeah, and in turn, she has several books. Um, there's one that's called Positive Something, but there's one that's about her story. I'm drawing a blank on the, the name of the full book, but she is a psychiatrist and a psychic. And at the time, me being very analytical and, you know, not like I am now <laughs> at all, I, that was really helpful for me to be like, oh, you can still be in kind of science and logic and analysis and honor this other piece. Mm -hmm. And that was helpful for me to honor and start to pay attention to my own intuitive messages. So whatever shock situation, feeling like the rug pulled out from under you, I think it's, it's actually a much more empowering place to be in to look at and be like, okay, there, I did have a piece to play in this, even if I didn't know, and we, we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it. This is not about blaming, but more like, but okay, this is a learning experience for me. What am I being guided to learn about and step into so that I can shift out of this and prevent something like this from happening in the future? Mm -hmm. One last question. Sure. Our, our spirit council, what falls under that? Everything? Loved ones, guides, masters, angels, archangels. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a spirit council could be a really broad number of beings, including angels, including ascended masters, loved ones who've crossed over, maybe even those in our soul circle where they're not incarnated, but we're still connected with them on a soul level. You know, could have animal guides um but the council itself is usually the sort of high level guides like we may have guides that pop in in and out at various points in our life but they're not there like all the time and then our spirit council are usually the what those beings whoever they are who are very kind of integrally connected with us on a soul level and would that be like your council of elders they're sometimes also called i think is that um i th i mean i think could be but i i don't tend to use the term elders because that's more of a human term in terms yeah. of age, you know, okay. <laughs> but, you know, cause it's like, it's a, I, I think of it as more as like a soul development issue or, or, or whatever, but, but yeah, it's the same idea. It's it, those that have more experience than you and they're there to help guide and support you on your path and journey as a soul. Well, Laura, whoa, we covered a lot. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I was, I sort of stumbled upon you. Talk about like synchronicities. I, I actually stumbled upon you talking about podcasting. Yes. And attended one of your webinars on podcasting and then later looked to even see what you podcasted about and saw that it was all of this. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, I have been really guided to talk about podcasting right now, because I feel like there's many people who are being guided to share their messages with the world. And so podcasting is, as you know, is such an amazing platform and way to do that. And boy, do we need these positive messages right now. So mm -hmm. uh, obviously I love podcasting. It's done a lot for me, but I'm also feeling like to just provide that space and an opportunity for others to learn. And I have a new book on podcasting that's about to be released. So if you want to learn more about that, you can connect with me on social media. I'm at uh, Instagram at laurapowers44. I'm at Facebook at Healing Powers. And then my podcast, which is deals with this kind of stuff, My Body Spirit is called Healing Powers Podcast as well. Awesome. And I will have all of that in the show notes for everybody. 
Laura, thank you so much for your time and wisdom today. Oh, it is my pleasure. It's great. Thank you for holding the space and, and talking about all of these important things. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. <laughs>